now it's on. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> this is a Mental Threads podcast. I'm here with my guest, Kiera Danielle. What's up, y'all? It's, you said my name wrong. I know. I, I was in my head. Oh, my God. I said it wrong. It's Kiara <laughs> Danielle. Kiara Danielle. What's up with y'all? Yes, and you're free to correct me every time. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even care because like, the last thing I want to do is screw up other people's You can call names. me Key, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Key. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. Her name's Key, and I'm Toasty, and that's that's the episode. <laughs> that's <laughs> anyway, I met Miss Key off social media. Do we have mutual friends? Um, I think so. We got like 16 mutual friends. I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Pull out your phone right now. Let's look because through. Actually, I was on the phone with somebody earlier, and I was telling them that I was doing this with you, and they was like, "Oh, he asked me to do it too." I was like, "You should do it." Like, why you didn't do it? Oh, really? And who's that person? Oh no, I'm lying. Six. <laughs> Oh, okay. Her name is. Oh, this, I guess. Did you ask her to do it? Did her, let me see. Hold up. She was, she was cute. I think I'm out of. I asked so many people, bro. Yeah. Just, I was telling the first her. thing I saw during your list is actually one girl by the name of, like, ooh, Lexi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I was actually just texting her, like, a while ago and everything oh, I was thinking about. I don't even know who this is. I don't know, just, <laughs> it'd be like that and everything. JC Humble. Did I interview him? Hold on, let me see. Because he's Liberian, so I think either I might have asked. I probably just ask. Yeah, yeah, I just asked. I didn't. I didn't interview him personally. Let's see. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't really recognize anybody. Else. Why is it like that? Dang, I don't know. Like, social media is weird like that. We be following a whole lot of strangers. And yeah. Just... But I like that though because I I feel like the strangers support you more than like the people that you know. For real, for real. Yeah, we can get on that topic. For yeah, a while. we definitely like, can. Because like, what is what's that, man? It's just like I, I remember when I dropped my mixtape and everything, bro. Ain't nobody try to repost it and everything with all somebody else. I was like, oh yeah, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, yeah. and everything. And it's just like, man, like okay, like, oh yeah, listen to it. Yeah, it was kind of harder. Like, Why didn't you repost it? It's like damn, right? Is it, it just takes like it don't even cost nothing. That's the thing. That's the thing that's nothing. be irritating because I would I would repost your stuff. It wouldn't be a right. problem. Like when I first started my clothes and stuff, I would I would be to the point where I would get discouraged because. The people who I done known for the longest wouldn't be supporting me. My family wouldn't be supporting me. But I feel like after a few years then passed and I'm actually getting to learn myself, I don't know. I just feel like I done had to cut people off that I'm known for 10 years because I could meet somebody tomorrow and they'll support me more than the person that I've known for 10 years. That's just crazy to me, though. Yeah, it is pretty crazy because it's like, man, dude, I thought we was cool, man. I thought we was cool, but it's like, it really be like that. I mean, that's the thing about trying to be successful. It kind of reveals who feels about what about who. And you ain't got to hold it personally and everything. I just be more focused on really just building an audience and building yeah. a fan base, even with this whole podcast situation and the music situation. And that's why I go so hard with everything I do because it's like, it's like that work ethic and everything, that consistency, people are going to look at that like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? That seems like a cool person. You know what? I make music too. Oh. I forgot to tell you that, but I, I kind of just make it for myself because it's a way for me to, I don't really know how to talk about my feelings to people. So that's another way for me to like, I don't know, get out how I feel instead of holding it in and exploding, yeah. I guess. That's a good way to do it. Some people just shoot up the school. So yeah. like, so it's like you're on the good <laughs> land of the stuff. And what do you say? Are you like an R&B singer? Are you a rapper? I would say, oh. nah, I can't see. I can't sing. I could melodize cool. and I could rap, but I can't sing. That's okay. I mean, you never know. Yeah. All you got to do is hum. Hum all the time, and I'll help you be a better singer. Yeah. And sing with your favorite R&B artist. What's your favorite R&B artist? Um, Mary J. Boss? No, Brent. Brent Fias. Oh yeah, Brent Fias. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of females are into Brent Fias. Yeah, his music is so peaceful and relaxing. It just make you want to lay in a whole bunch of flowers and just smoke a blunt. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good that you put it out that I understand why. It's like damn, females really like Brent Fias and everything. Yeah, he's fire. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm pull up on next show to be like, hey, you want to go to a Brent Fias concert? Everything. Be like, watch him be like, yeah, I'm in there. Then Brent Fires probably take my girl and I'll be like, <laughs> dang, Brent Fires, no. That wasn't supposed to be the thing. Um, so. I, don't, I don't even know. But yeah, back on the whole uh, support thing, that's good that you do music also yeah. and everything. Um, So like, would you say that your friends support your music also and everything? People close to you support your music? Mm. As much as you wish you would or just like? 
I would say people, some people close to me, I would say they support my music more than than my clothes. Mm -hmm. But I don't do that for real. So like, it'd be like a whatever thing. Like maybe yeah. it's just like a little hobby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I would want people to support my clothes more than anything else that I do mm -hmm. because that's. I don't know. That's my passion. Like, that's my life. I, even before I started running track and stuff, I wanted to be a model. I wanted to be a fashion designer. And now that I stopped running and stuff, I'm actually doing that. So. Oh, so you be modeling also? Yeah, I was in my first fashion show like a month ago. It was lit. She's just peeling all her, her <laughs> sides. Because we were literally speaking before. She ain't mentioned nothing about no singing or rapping or, or modeling or nothing. It's like, oh, by the way, I do this. Like, oh, yeah. And by the way, I'm a superhero. Or I dance like. too. Oh, you dance too? Yeah. See, now we're learning more things. Right? <laughs> Are you part um, of the Shaolin Temple? You know martial arts or something like that? Mm, I wish. I wish I knew martial arts. <laughs> she probably does. She should, she went until the end of this interview and be like, yeah, the, or like karate chop me in the neck. Or something like that. I, like, ah, I told you. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I definitely want to learn martial arts. So, what, what, what are you trying to learn? Like, probably like some karate, some kembo, mm -hmm. some. And I want to take boxing classes too. Oh. Even though I already know how to, you know, box, box somebody up, but, you know, there's nothing, nothing wrong with Yeah, you're trying to <laughs> They're hella fast and everything. Like, do, 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 do. Facts. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, back on the topic, uh, matter at hand as we uh, spoke on and everything. Uh, so, what really led you to like want to be a clothing designer and uh, model and stuff of that nature? Um. Well, when I lost my inspiration for track and field, I mm. guess I would say I lean more towards that. But like I just said, like I. Since I was a little girl, I've been wanting to, like, be into fashion, modeling, all that stuff. I used to dress up in my mom's heels and, and some of her clothes, and I used to be like, look, Ma, watch me walk, do my model walk, and I used to just do stuff like that. But now that I'm actually doing it, like, it just feels, it feels bittersweet. Like, I can't believe I'm actually doing it. Mm. I don't know. That's I don't cool. know. Because I always thought that I would be running track. For real. And I never like, I don't know. Well, you know, maybe God just had different plans. You know, it'd be like that. You know, there was once a time where I wanted to be a doctor as a kid. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I'm going to school for business and I'm going freaking doing like music myself and then doing these podcast things to the third. You know, it just kind of leads to your your best strengths just uh just begin to shine out. Even like though like track was probably something that you probably were really, really good at and everything, you know. For you to lose your inspiration, to still find inspiration in something else instead of yeah. blessing it itself and everything. Could you go into detail on what that experience was like? It was like transitioned from like, you know, like, you know, the whole model like thing to like your whole uh, situation with the track and everything. Would you pretty much go into detail about your experience at college, at the uh, college that you went to and uh, the whole uh, fiasco in regards to your track and field life kind of like cutting short a little bit? Can you want to shed some light on that or what's up? Yeah. So, um, I went to Tusculum College, which is now a university. It's in Tennessee. Um, when I got out of high school, I wasn't even going to go to college. So I had a couple schools that I was looking into. I had a couple schools that I visited and everything. But once we go to kids, I mean, not kids, college students start school in August, right? Uh, yes. Like okay, in the fall so semester, yeah. yeah. So once yeah, she's been gone from college that long, <laughs> it's like regular school, miss. Like, Probably a month before August. Um, my parents was like, "Oh, you need to go to school." This and at the third. So, um, my trainer that I was training with in Charlotte, he started coaching for the school in Tennessee, Tuscaloosa. Um, so. We had got in contact with him and he had got me a half a scholarship and I ended up, I was probably like one of the last people to get to the school or whatever. And the school was predominant, a predominantly white school. So, um, and it was a small, it was in a small town. Um, I, I ain't going to lie. I hated it. Um, Should have went to an HBCU, man. Yeah, I, I feel like if I would have went to an HBCU, even getting injured, I probably still would have stayed because I wanted to. I wanted to join a sorority. I wanted to do all of that, but um, 
Um, at Tusculum, it was it was hell. It was really hell. Um, the food they would feed us like uncooked food. Um, Snap! Not the uncooked. No seasoning yeah. of it. No. Like, no seasoning. You know how you put bacon in the in the oven and it's like white mm-hmm. before it turned brown. Mm-hmm. They would serve it to us while it's like that whitish color. Like who? No, that, that's abuse. That's that's, that's had, food poison. I didn't have to go to the hospital. Um, my professors would, I would, I didn't fell asleep in one of my classes like one time. My professor would be sending pictures of me to my parents, like that's not even cool. Yeah, like wait, we're grown. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're grown. Like what the hell? Yeah, don't mean to put my whole HBCU experience like in your face or nothing like that. I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain to you like really, it's just like really. Um, seriously, when I went to an HBCU like North Carolina Central, like my mindset was just like, okay, I'm just go party. I'm gonna probably get some C's or something. I I, I naturally saw myself like a C student. I thought college was gonna be super super hard and everything, which they make you think in like high school, but it really wasn't. It was like supportive. My professors were pretty supportive. I had mentors that were supportive. One thing, the best thing about HBCU, especially for a black kid, you're always going to find a group. <laughs> there's nerdy black kids. There's eccentric black kids. Mm-hmm. There's freaking a mixture of like, you know, athletic kids. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has their circle to fall into eventually. And everything. And it was just like, you know, I feel like you would have really, really liked it. Because it's like, literally, I went to predominantly white schools all my life. And I'm telling you, it's like, bro, like, mm-hmm. the grass is greener. The grass is greener, man. Yeah. I be repping HBCUs until the day I die. <laughs> That's and how just, much I was. And just how you spoke on, like, you had professors and stuff to support you. Like, hey, yeah. we did not have that. I didn't have online classes. I didn't even start. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But all they would do was call my parents like I'm in middle school or something yeah like what are they gonna do like that's patronizing to you and everything as like a student and everything as a college student because once you go to college you're you're of your own agency and everything I'm not saying they gotta be on top of you at least it shows that they're kind of concerned or maybe they're just being petty whatever it is regardless of the matter it's just like they really need to be able to, to really level down with you um not in a sense patron, I've leveled down with you to try to configure out plans moving on for months. Like all my professors, I kept in contact. Even the classes I struggled the most with, they were willing to be lenient because yeah. if I was feeling depressed or if I just was just not feeling right mm-hmm. and everything, they were trying to hook me up because they want you to pass and get out of there. Yeah. That's why when I hear like when, when some black people be having these issues at all the colleges, I'm like, why even waste your energy and your talent? You know, you, you obviously had to track uh, star talent and everything, mm-hmm. which like HBC they wouldn't they wouldn't try to exploit you for it right. they would have just been like okay you're, you're Kiara Kiara yeah you're Kiara <laughs> you're Kiara and everything and everything it's just you just happen to be a track star and everything they see you as a person first yeah. and everything else just comes kind of second but it's all about it's not just who they see you as a person but also they see is who you're going to become in the future and yes. stuff of that nature. Plus, you would have really messed with it. Like, even in the dormitory, there was always somebody that was cutting hair, always somebody that had the gas, always somebody that was doing that. It was like, it was like, yeah, I, everything I was like there. Oh, I know I would have loved it. The only black, the only black people we had at my school was the athletes. I mean, which was kind of cool because, like, we all got along. We had to make our own little shindig at the school. Nah. We, we wasn't allowed to have, like, no parties, nothing, like, nah, none man. of that shit. HBCUs, we're we're smoking, we're hot boxing our own dormitories. Big Bangs, Bangs Hall. That's all I'm trying. Not do no no shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, man, we was all chilling, man. Like really, like it was really really chill. Like I think about it all the time. Like bro, I can't wait to go back to homecoming. Even though I can't stay for the whole week, I'll probably just show up for like a day or two, and then I'll be bouncing back and everything. But it's just it's just stuff of that nature. I don't want to have to put in your face everything. It's cool. It's cool. I already know how the HBCU stuff goes. And how old are you? Twenty three. 23 i mean you still got time one now i know people that would be going to school like in close in their 30s and everything i'm sure like if you can probably get like some kind of like a um financial aid over it and everything yeah. like, you live with yourself i mean you do have a roommate and everything but i think you can you can definitely consider it you know yeah. like probably ncamt is not too bad mm-hmm. uh central is pretty cool and chill if you don't want to do too 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 big uh, Winston-Salem is all right and everything. I just The reason why I'm kind of iffy on Winston-Salem because my brother went there and their whole office was just fucking up his financial aid, brother. Oh, no. So it's like, it's just, I don't know about that. I feel like another thing, though, to jump back to the beginning of when I first went to college, 
I wasn't mentally prepared for that. And I feel like my parents jumping down my throat for me to hurry up and go. It was just like, I didn't even have time to prepare for this shit. Like, what the fuck? I'm not ready. I wasn't ready. And that's just the honest truth. I was not ready. And were you, were they even concerned about what, about what you're learning or anything? Like what major y'all getting? Did they even try to keep in mind on what you wanted to do outside of track? Is it college, college, college? Yeah, because of track. Are you an only child? No, I have an older brother. Oh, okay, they're trying to get y'all out of the house. So they have their own a long time. No. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. For me, well, one of the main motivations for college is like what I didn't want to be at home all the time and then I have to deal with my parents and everything or my mom's or her boyfriend. It's just like, no, we, we have to start scrapping mm-hmm. after a while. And it's just like, you know, it's just, just keep in mind, it's good to really uh, uh, pursue your education. I know out of my group of friends in high school, I'm probably one of the select few that actually got a degree. Which is crazy, you know, because it's just like, you know, it's just and not trying to like shit on them or look down on them. But it really says like a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like once you really separate yourself and put yourself in a more positive environment where people look out for you, people don't try to gossip on you. People just want you to win and everything. You know, your environment plays a lot into your Mm -hmm. success. And I've really realized that these past couple of months Mm -hmm. because... I done had to do some sweeping away, some bringing in. Like now, I have now I'm to the point where I have people around me that that push for the same goals as me. Like they want to be at the top, and I want to be at the top. So it's just like we all pushing each other to get there. And I ain't had that around me before, but now that I do, I just see a lot of stuff moving for me. So. Well, that's cool. That's really cool like, to be in that circle. I don't even know how I got into this group chat called 24 and Plus and everything. <laughs> and what I could put you in it if you want. You got to group me, any chance? Um, I, I have an old one. Got an old one? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, you want to download it again and everything. I can get your number. I could just put you into the group chat and everything. And then you can get connected with other people and show that are around our age group. I know people that like literally who got corporate jobs people who will like grow do like side hustles and stuff of that nature you know people that do things you know what i'm just saying it's good to be within that circle they be throwing events maybe you could probably go i want to show to event but i'm so busy sometimes and i try to do the podcast thing so i never have time so it's like i always try to keep myself busy as much as i can but as soon as i really get all this stuff out the way like you're 120 that means i got 30 more episodes to go and then i'm done because i can be able to chillax for a little bit because like you know once I'm hit that number and everything that I can really, really just focus on, like just getting myself together and getting back into going to the studio. Yeah. Again. Well, I'm definitely going to send you my number. So, cause I want to be a part of that group chat. Cause oh. I'm the type of person I don't like, I don't like being around people and people face who are just like sitting there just talking about people or just talking about irrelevant shit. Like how are we finna get some money? Yeah, man, that's what people in Charlotte like to do, man. That's yeah. like why I literally, even though I have, yeah, even though I haven't spoken to a lot of them, after a lot of them, I hopped onto my podcast just like you have and everything. They like, do like what I said. They people like uh, have side hustle. They be people that become out of from out of Charlotte and they just settle in here just to really make a life for themselves. So yeah. All that petty stuff and everything it just kind of falls out of sync with them. Charlotte, I got a love and hate relationship with Charlotte because there's so much hate here. Preaching to the choir. Preaching so to the choir here. So much hate, like. The city could be owned. Like, there's so much talent in this city, bro. Like, I don't think people understand that. Motherfuckers would rather beef with each other than get a bag with each other. Do you know that we could... Yeah, we could really take control. But I feel like a lot of that just comes to a lot of internalized like issues that a lot of us aren't willing to deal with mm-hmm. and the lack of identity. When you have a lack of identity, you have a tendency to follow whatever seems like they're popping and then they're not really popping. And that's yes. where like, you know, a lot of people in high school and everything, you know, like they're like popping. Who the hell is calling me right now? I oh, know scam likely. Good. I'm not trying to end this bitch all right that's what i'm saying anyway back (laughs) back to the subject matter yeah man it's like you know it's just like so like a lot of people really follow behind them and like you know like i went to like like school like privileged like you know kids like predominantly white schools Mm -hmm. bro and it was always like the same like they always look for people that like that had like these good clothes and everything but that's like stuff that their parents bought them Mm -hmm. and they don't work for that and why does that even play into the status of things and everything like also I don't yeah. understand how people could just follow behind. Like, I like to, I like to be different. I ain't never. What's your zodiac? 
Aquarius. Hey, no matter. <laughs> Same. I'm an Aquarius. Yeah. Aquarius, uh, uh, Libra rising and Libra moon. That's me. What's, when's your birthday? Uh, February 15th, 8.58 p.m. So, like, you know, Libra rising, Libra moon. Thanks. Mine is February 9th. February 9th? All right, cool. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. But I'm the type of person, like, I like... You know, you 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 get it because yeah, you're an Aquarius. I, I understand automatically. I'm like, he, what she's yeah. saying is so very familiar. It was either that Aquarius or a Libra. Yeah, like, it was just like that. Like even through like when I make clothes, that shit speaks for itself. Like I don't, I don't like to be like nobody else. I don't want to be dressed like nobody else. None of that. Like I got my own vibe. Even people who know me will tell you that. Like I yeah. got my own vibe. Nobody. I don't know. And it sucks when you have that kind of vibe in Charlotte because it's like yeah. most people are like sheep people. So it's just like, you know, when they see somebody thinking for themselves, you will be seen as foolish or like just yeah. weird or you know, everything. And it's like, you know, I you're... I when people call me weird though. I mean, I don't take offense to weird. I hate it when they use the term weird to like dehumanize you or to be like yeah. you're mentally unwell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not even it. Like, nigga, you're weird. You're following people who are like your own age group and right. that are bleed the same as you. They don't have any agency over you. You're going to sell your soul to people like that because you think it makes you, like, popular or popping. You know, like, I couldn't. Yeah. I'm actually glad I kind of became more recluse after, like, high school. Or it's like, you know, like, yeah, I'll go to pop out at a party every once again with, like, my friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. But at least I'm becoming more selective instead of, like, being like, yes. okay, like, I'm, like, being shoved in with these group of mm-hmm. people that I don't like and everything. And, like, sometimes you think about a lot of them after a while. Like, you know, it's just like, man, like, why even deal with that? Or why even accept yeah. that? You know? But it's like at the same token, I feel like it's just like once you have faith in like God and the universe, that it's just it's all just a matter of just for your own development. Like you've mm-hmm. got to have more peace in that. It's just like, okay, I'm on the right path. I'm not in jail. My record ain't messed up and everything. I got a purpose, Thanks. which is like a lot more something to be grateful for mm-hmm. than people who have no purpose at sooner all. Sooner or later, you if you keep having that faith, it's going to fall into place. Yeah, it will definitely fall into place, mm. definitely, and everything. And it's just like, but it's just like you know, it's just like you wish I like I'm I'm from East Side. I'm an East Side dude, but it's just like I prefer West because like a lot of my friends are from the West because I feel like they were more like humble mm. out there. Like cause it's like I pull up to the West and it's just like yeah, it's like the East in terms of like the architecture. It's like you know the houses is kind of like the same brick houses and everything. Man, some parts. the West Side is like a big ass family for real, for real. Yeah, so that's what I really liked about it. It's everybody seems pretty chill. Like nobody yeah. does any of that weird stuff, spreading rumors and everything. There'd be dudes in East Side Charlotte that be spreading rumors like on some mean girls type stuff. Like you're a whole nigga yeah. and you're trying to get by it's, talking shit about other It's hella people. niggas in Charlotte that are mad sassy. Like and it's weird. And it's just like, I couldn't imagine being like that sassy. <laughs> like you want to compete against somebody, you just got to better yourself. And then like if a girl don't like you just accept it like it's not a big deal you don't have to talk mess about somebody else and everything you know because like you know it's going to come to a point where it's going to come to blows and someone's going to have to embarrass mm-hmm. you now because like you- i was recently at um at a party and this this nigga punched me in my face punch you why so they do not have a punchable face that's all i'm saying like i don't know basically this is how the whole situation went so I'm over it. So this, his section, I'm standing in front of his section, but I'm with this girl and he, he don't whisper something in her ear, but she like hugging all on me or whatever. So after he whispered something in her ear, he looked at me and started mugging me up and down and like, kind of like mushed me with his arm. So I went to go get my cousin. She's a female and the two other girls that I came with. So they over there, they start arguing with him, and he done punched me in my face. But I just feel like it was niggas fighting females, too. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like it was... That's so weird. Thing. Like, you can't do that, man. Because it's like, you know, like, I got my moms and everything. I know, yeah. like, maybe she gets on my nerves sometimes or not, but I would never, like, lay my hands on, like, a woman aggressive, like, or anything. I'd rather just walk away or just, like, cut off, cut her off. Like, I feel like that cuts a little bit more deep, especially if you're positive, yeah. <laughs> than just, like, trying to put your hands on them. Like, you know, there's some females who are fucked up, like, who cut themselves and do all types of yeah. fucked up shit. They exist, but even then, I still don't. I feel yeah. like it's just better to just say cut yourself. But I don't know. Just like, I don't know, man. It's like, I have, I have a tendency to want to protect people. Yeah. So it's just like, want to like harm. It's just like, no. I just feel like it was, it was more so of like a hate thing. Cause I ain't gonna lie. Like sometimes when I be stepping out, I be kind of on my tomboyish shit and I might take your bitch, but like, 
I just feel like it was that type of situation. But you a whole, you a whole nigga, and I feel like if she's majority, feeling you, she's feeling you. Like, what's the problem? I don't know. It's I feel like game. majority of Charlotte men, guys, boys, whatever you want to call them, are sassy as hell. A little bit too effeminate, like yeah. just for comfort and everything. Very much so. Good. Like, keep in mind, and people confuse that for toxic masculinity, but that's not real true. Like, really, it's like, I feel like there's toxicity in anything. Yeah. Or the toxicity in diet, toxicity in habits, toxicity in, like, what you're, like, you know, uh, feeding yourself and who you're associating with. Yeah. And I feel like they all just come stem from the all same seed of unrefined childishness. Yeah. You know, people can be innocent, but when it's like you're childish to the point where you're really doing the absolute most for no reason because of something you're feeling inside yourself that you're not willing to like handle on mm-hmm. your own. I feel like that's a reflection of your own character because like literally it's just like, you know, you got to take that due diligence to work on yourself. And like, we're all working on ourselves. You and I got to work on myself. There are points in my life where I probably stepped up where I could have been more mature about a situation. Yeah. Or maybe there was points in my life where I feel like maybe I could have reacted to something a little bit more, uh, uh, more level headed with, but it's just like, you know, that's just a part of growing up and so, everything. I got a question. Yeah. So do you feel like, like, childhood trauma got a lot to do with that i mean childhood trauma shapes a lot of people mm-hmm. but it's like to blame who you are on your childhood trauma gets kind of tired after mm-hmm. a while like keep in mind like i was even like picked on in middle school people spreading rumors about me or saying stuff about me or people saying like i hit women or i do this mm-hmm. and it just will make people like you know i was a bit of an enigma but i was like you know i wanted to have fun and like laugh with my friends and mm-hmm. people would like always distort that image and make it more complicated because they felt some type of way about themselves, you know? And I just, my, 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 um, answer to all that is really just be like the best version of yourself you can. Mm-hmm. And so people won't even acknowledge that, you know, and just stay more and more to yourself, become more of an enigma. Cause like the more people assume about you, the more that they're wrong about you anyway. So it's just like, you know, like it just depends on where your headset is. Cause we all go through things. Mm-hmm. We all face toxic family members, toxic friend groups, toxic teachers, whatever. We've all been in adversity. You're black in America. You're going to face it. It's just a part of the growth process, but it's like blaming your childhood trauma on who you are as an individual, as an adult and not taking like the due diligence to go to counseling and try to work on that. That's on you. See, I ain't going to lie. Like, I used to be that person okay. that that you were used to. Yeah, I used to be that person. Like I just I blame my childhood trauma for everything. You feel me? Like I was an angry ass person, but mm. I don't. I'm to the point now. Like I don't. I don't let that shit make me because that's not who I am. Like exactly. I don't know. I'm better than that. Uh, I'm smarter than that. I don't know. Like I'm. I'm past that stage in my life, and I'm just glad because I did used to be that person. Yeah. I did. Because you're holding a different standard for yourself, and sometimes that's all it takes, you know? Yeah. You had to hold a different standard, like, you know, like, what's the type of person you would want to be and everything? Would this type of person want to be doing the same thing that the, the people that did you wrong do? Are you, are you, do you want to be a better person? Do you want to be a stronger person? Because right. sometimes just working on yourself and investing in yourself is all it takes. Just a brick a day to build whatever you got to build for tomorrow is all it takes. As mm-hmm. long as you're moving in the right direction, you may have a setback. But that's just everybody. Everybody has a setback here and there. Everybody falls out uh, with somebody here and there. Some people fall out of things that they love here and there. But at the same time, it's all about getting back on that uh, on that trajectory yeah. um, mm-hmm. and just focus on that path again. Also, another thing that helped me with that was I had to learn how to forgive yeah. and move on. So. Yeah. Now that I'm now that I know how to do that, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I say I'm still trying to work through the process myself because I feel yeah. like I'm like my father in it that sense. Off. Like when people do like me dirty, bro, like I was gonna stay with me for a while, especially mm-hmm. if it's like in the worst type of way, in the worst type of disrespect and everything. And I'm still trying to like, you know, live my life and I'm trying mm-hmm. to grow and you're trying to like disparage my character or do whatever thing. You're going to feel some type of way. Yeah. And not a matter of the trust. It's really just a principle thing. So yeah. you don't have to do certain things mm-hmm. to get people to like you. You don't have to talk shit about your friends. You know how to do them dirty. But at the same time, I got to take responsibility because it's like, you know, you saw the red flags and it's like yeah. you still ignored it because you saw them as human, which is not a bad thing to do. 
but you just got to be able to learn to be more or smarter and like who you choose as your friends. Yeah, and I just recently had to learn that because I don't know. I just be feeling like I be giving people open arms, like genuinely, like I do this shit from the bottom of my heart. And then they just come back with a smack in the face. But it's just like, I've been seeing it, but I'm just putting it past. I'm just, I'm just letting it slide because that's just the type of person I am. But that that be the quickest way to get you hurt for real for real yeah man it's sad because like especially if you're like an empath type or empathetic type soul and everything and you have no reason to harm anybody because <laughs> there's no logic that comes with that that's the part of the aquarius way like if you're a refined aquarius or you're growing and everything we to our base have no reason to hurt nobody <laughs> we don't see the logic in trying to hurt anybody it's all just like you know reactive as opposed to just like just like oh i'm gonna intentionally yeah. do something to somebody yeah. or whatever only the fucked up Aquariuses do that but it's mm-hmm. like really like naturally we're just naturally humanitarian we're might be a little bit detached sometimes yeah but it's like we're not so detached i, I, we, yeah. I might be a lot a, a lot bit detached. detached like hmm. i'm the type of aquarius that i don't know like Everybody, all my friends want to be around, and I want to go home. Or mm-hmm. they'll be at my crib, and I won't say not one word to them. They'll be in there talking in my room, and I'll just be laying there, scrolling on my phone or watching a movie. I won't say nothing to them. Okay. But, I mean, I I like I love my friends, though, because they get that about me. And yeah. A lot of people don't get that. That's good. Friends that understand you is so crucial. Like, even as an Aquarius, because that's one of the main things. Like, we be acting like some owners, but, like, we do need a certain circle of people that yeah. just support. Just ain't got to be around them all the time, but just, like, a little, like, good, like, maybe someone to vent out to every once in a mm-hmm. while. Then it's like, we're good. Yeah. And it's just, like, I feel like with my friend circle group and everything, although we don't really be around. What the hell is that? Is that what? Yeah, I think that's Okay, okay, okay. All right, I was just I was like, what the? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, like, yeah, man, it's very, it's very crucial. I feel like for my friend circle group, like compared to who I hung around like back then to who I hang around right now and everything, is you ain't got to be around them all the time. Yeah. I feel like it's all about intentions. I feel like intentions are way more important than just hanging around and having a good time now mm-hmm. because like those people who you laugh with could definitely just be associating or entertaining people who don't fuck with you at all. And it's so weird how people can, like, just switch in between. Like, if you don't like somebody, dude, just just leave them alone. If you want to keep it cordial, just give them the space. We can be, hello, ha-ha, laugh, and that's just leave it alone. But don't don't get close to people intentionally just to hurt them or get close to them just to throw them under the bus. That is so weird for anybody who really does that. You are weird as hell, and you need to go to counseling right now. Because, like, you really, like, screw with people's head for no reason and you know it's just it's just tired but that's just what it is growing up in charlotte man i don't know what about it. I, I like to think maybe it's like a generational thing but i think it's something about charlotte that people just do stuff like that especially on the east they especially be stuck on some stuff like that like it's like i feel like that's like a cultural norm now for people to backstab you or do you dirty for no mm-hmm. reason and everything but that, you don't really catch a whole lot of that on the west side i probably, probably a little bit but not a whole lot of that. Yeah, not a whole lot not that I know too much of. Nah. But, like, the South Side, though, South Side is just a whole bunch of wannabes. South Side, Charlotte? You talking about Ballantyne area? I'm going to say, like, I don't really know Ballantyne. I don't really know too many people over there. I'm talking about, you know, like, the Outlet Mall area. Um, that that area type. Berwick, all that. Mm-hmm. Just a whole bunch of wannabes. Yeah, they be doing too much, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to go to school with like a lot of people like that and everything. So how you live in an affluent side of Charlotte and everything, but you're trying to boost cars. How you us. stay in this big ass house that damn near look like a mansion. Yes. But you out here gang banging, towing guns. You ain't never did that before. Yeah, that's so tired. I, I I actually spoke to one girl I used to work with, and everything, and like they see a lot of stuff like that. It's just like you know, it's just like she don't want to go to college because she thought it was gonna be the same thing. But and it kind of is. But college is so big when you go to like the large like mm-hmm. like wide school and like eight thousand people deep, and that's not even like a whole lot compared to all that. But that's pretty deep enough where it's like you don't even really be sweating. A lot yeah. of like, you know, like people don't even be like on some weird stuff like that. Yeah, people would be trying to get their education and the people mm-hmm. who don't get kicked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's literally just, it's literally, that's, 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 that's really it. 
But it's like, uh, why do you, what do you, why do you feel like in your words that it's like that in Charlotte? If you could describe, what was your theory when it comes to that? Because I, I know I mentioned stuff about lack of identity and just lack of just us building, like you know, a sense of foundation of who we are as a city. So it's like we just kind of roll whatever and everything. Well, what do you think it is? I agree. Like this is a city that rolls with what the fuck ever they see. Like. They could see somebody wearing a fork on their big toe and everybody finna be wearing a fork on their big toe. <laughs> Depending on who that person is. Yeah, you like, could be- if, you, if, if they got, I'm going to say 10, 10 plus K followers, that's the main people they following. But mm-hmm. half of these people ain't never even seen, seen 10K before. Mm-hmm. So what's your point in looking up to them? What's your point in following behind somebody who literally has nothing for you, who... No inspiration for you, nothing. Yeah, What's man. the point? School is different like that. Because I feel like it kind of reflects society to a certain degree. Because I swear it was like, in middle school, it was about like, because I went to predominantly white school. So it's like the people who were like most popular was just like folk that was like, obviously white, but obviously like people who were like played sports and mm-hmm. stuff. Like you could be funny too, but you were just like, okay. But it was really just the people who played sports because like they could like, okay, they could get a whole lot of money and like get rich or whatever. And then in high school, it was different because I went to freaking Queens Grant. It was a freaking charter school in Matthews and everybody knows people like Queens mm-hmm. Grant are so weird. Uh, and it's just like, you know, that's where the people start like started to push rumors and stuff. And I'd be like, what well, being cool there was like, it was like a weird mixture because it was like it was like it was like it was like a white school and a black school at the same time because like they would send like people who got kicked out of vance or whatever type of school and send them there and everything and then it was just like it was also a mixture of like like you know overly privileged white kids it was like a weird imbalance there Mm -hmm. of toxicity of white kids that didn't want to go to a main school because they didn't want to get bullied and then the and the freaking kids that probably were the bullies getting kicked out and sitting there and then everybody else in the between i'm pretty sure i was somewhere in the between and everything but being that it was like being like this weird character caricature being like hood or whatever when Mm -hmm. you're not really all that hood and then it or you just do the absolute most or just being like lighter skin and that was just that was Mm -hmm. what it was being cool it was like so weird see i i've had that that type of popularity probably still do but it's just like I ain't never wanted nobody to to look up to me because somebody else is or or because of the amount of followers or anything that I have. I just want I want people to know how real I am, how solid I stand behind everything I do, anything I say, all that shit like None of this shit really matter. Like, I don't give a fuck when people call me cute, fine, none of that. Like, I just want you to know how real I am. Mm. I want you to know how real I am because it's not a lot of real motherfuckers in this world, period, point blank. I don't really care so much about people knowing how real I am, really, to be honest. I'd rather be safe for people who can appreciate how real I am, Yeah. to be honest, because it's just like, you know, regardless, people aren't even going to care about stuff like that. A lot of their values are going to be what people might consider real might be completely different to the next person. Some people might see being real. as just like, you know, like doing the absolute most to get money, whether it be like selling whatever, doing whatever to get that money. Uh, You might backstab some people, but it's like you live your life. Like, what are they gonna do to me? Type, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like people might assume that, like, that's like real, just doing whatever or whatever. And people might see real as just like, you know, somebody who's just like respected generally. Nobody knows why they're respected or why people look up to them, but that's just is. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, those are usually the fake people, but people just look at them as like, that's real. It just depends on what your values are and everything. I feel like real, the realest people are the ones that are just like loyal to their friends, don't put their passions above the principles um no one to let things go when it's time to let go and just focus on the people that actually like you know fuck with them instead of just trying to like do people dirty to please people who just only want to fuck with them because they're fucking with the people that they don't fuck with to get the information from the people that they don't fuck with you know what i'm saying it's just so much it's just weird like charlotte's such a weird city to grow up in because i feel like we're on the verge of great change and where things are really going to be taken to a whole nother level, but there's just but some, we're, stuck in we're still bubble. stuck in that weird bubble where people still want to like drag people down. Like I know, like I always bring up like the whole the baby versus Cam Colehart 
situation. Like, there are so many times where it's just, like, people could be minding their own shit and really, like, living their own life, and people in the background be thinking that they're bullying you or whatever, when, like, really, they're in the background hating on you, talking shit. And it's just, I don't even know how dude even found him in that Louis Vuitton store. Like, you know, rest in peace, Cam Cohart, but it's, like, you know, the situation, that's really a reflection of a lot of things that go down here. People would just hate on you and stalk you and everything and then try to mess with you for no reason. Yeah, yeah, Cam Cohart been dead for a minute. I didn't know that. <laughs> was he shot? I don't know what happened. Now. I need to look back. But yeah, he, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he passed like a like was it like a year ago? It was a minute. It was a break. Damn, I didn't know that one. Yeah, well, I don't know. know where I've been at. <laughs> yeah, I mean it happens. You're probably minding your own life, but it's yeah. like for me, I'm like an artist too, so it's like I keep up with shit like that yeah. in Charlotte, you know. But it's just like. You know, it's just that. Like, I swear, like, if people just fell behind and just support people, like, it would just be fine. You know, that's all we need to do. If you don't like somebody, it's probably because of something go on with you. Because there's really, you can't just sit down and find things about people you don't like. But they exist. And then people still be, like, grown people still be holding on to shit from that that happened in middle school. Like, oh, I don't like them because I haven't liked them since middle school. Mm -hmm. Bro, do you even know this person? Now Real that shit. y'all don't grow up, you don't even know them. You really don't. How you still beefing with them? And it really don't even be beefing. Like it'd be like one sided. It'd be like you yeah. doing the absolute most, and that person going to live on their life and everything. And even like people trying to survive shit that happened, like in the past and everything, and then moving on. Yeah, because yeah, I used I, a lot of things that I'm saying is is stuff that I used to do. That's mm-hmm. why I'm saying it. But I like. I can't, you can't sit up here and beef with somebody that you don't even know. Like, I don't know somebody I was, had a problem with in middle school now. Yes, yeah, I don't know them. Yeah, because time, like, changes and everything, and people go through different things. Some people might be stuck with the same issues and everything. We're all just trying to work out in this life. That's why it's good mm-hmm. to just let people grow and everything. There are people that, like, I don't fuck with, like, from freaking community college and everything, but 99% of the people that I don't fuck with, I don't even know. Yeah. To be honest, like they yeah. really used to just chill with people that really didn't fuck with me, and then that was their impression of me, and they didn't even bother to even get to know me or nothing on that stage. And the people who actually knew me never like tried to defend me or nothing. So it's like you just gotta just accept what it is and just move on and just accept what it is. Facts. You know, and that's the thing. Like Charlotte, literally, people in this damn city will like dead <laughs> be like thinking that they can look down on you or whatever, and you don't even be known they exist. And no, for real. And that'd be the crazy part. That'd be the corniest part. <laughs> you know, <laughs> corny as hell. If you all do that without even knows, without even realizing that whoever you're talking shit about doesn't even like know you exist, or mm-hmm. probably you are mad Go corny. Go do something better with your life. Cause Deadass. Because it's like, it. <laughs> you're being mad goofy for no reason. And that, but that's just, that's just, I feel like that's a reflection of just being important too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just like, I feel like the more important you are, the more people are going to like hit on you regardless. Like, yeah. And like, even with the baby situation, I know like people listen, like, oh yeah, he's kind of blackballed right now because like all the like, so called homophobic slanders. So and, I've recently, yeah. me and my friends recently did a YouTube video huh. and it just hit. 110k today. Oh, really? That's good. Yeah, so, but like. You're getting a check from YouTube then, huh? Hmm? You be getting hella subscribers? Nah. Oh, that's okay. Because we posted it. I just made my YouTube channel, so. Okay. I just got it up and running, but we posted the video on my friend page. Mm-hmm. So she been getting like all the subscribers and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so I was posting like, I keep. Every time the numbers would go up, I would post it and um, I would post it on my story on Instagram and it would get taken down. Like somebody was reporting it or something like, wait, like y'all really going to do that? Like, that's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, man, it's just, it's just, it's crazy trying to make it and everything, especially through Charlotte, man, because it's like, you really got to keep be on your P's and Q's through here, man. Mm-hmm. I'm 24 and everything. And even then, like, I'm still considered Mike moving out of Charlotte. I want to stay in Charlotte. Part of me does for like for a while before I bounce, like get some certain affairs in order and everything. But mm-hmm. like once I'm out, I'm out. Cause DC is like the place I feel like is calling my name. Cause I definitely want to go to graduate school and everything at Howard university. And stuff. So it's just like, you know, that you know, that's just my next step. That's just, that's why I feel that like I had the same feeling I had when I was uh, tour, uh, uh, campus touring for through like, NCC. I'm like, I want to go to the school. I don't know why, but I got to go here. 
And I said the same thing about Howard when I pulled up there, uh, not for the homecoming, but just pulled up there, just walking through. It's like, I need to be in D.C. I need to be here. So sometimes the intuition can really lead you also yeah. on the places that you really want uh, to lead you. Uh, by the way, would you say that you're like an intuitive type person? Like maybe you're an empath, maybe spiritual type person? Can you elaborate on that question? On spiritual, like intuitive, like you believe in like uh, manifestation and stuff of that nature? Definitely. Like rocks and stuff, like, you know, stuff like that. I definitely believe in manifestation because it's happened. I mean, I've seen it right before my eyes. I've manifested and it's came. So Mm -hmm. I definitely believe in all that. I want to get more in touch with my spiritual journey, though. Okay. But, yeah, I definitely believe in it. Okay, fine. I could probably hook you up to the Discord. I think we got a group of people that I know that it might be deep into stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the higher consciousness Discord and everything. Not a whole lot of people. It was like a branch off another uh, group chat and everything. But then it was like, well, the main people that were active. So we just did a whole Discord and everything. Yes. I haven't been on there for a while, but I feel like you, you could be welcome into it pretty yeah. well and everything. You know, I know, we've been speaking on this episode about a whole lot of things. Some matters between like Charlotte and, and, and stuff of that mm-hmm. nature. Um, and everything. I know, I understand you're very 420 friendly and stuff of that nature. Yes. I know I'll be able to transition <laughs> and stuff of that nature. What are some things that you feel like, you know, we could like kind of help improve within society? I already know, but I want to hear from you. Like, you're right. Help improve? Yeah, in, in society, you know, because I know they like illegalize it for like, you know, their own selfish game. But like, how do you feel like if it were legalized and used to its full potential, how much do you feel like it could like really improve society as a whole? Like people would be more chill. Okay. Like first step. Um. I don't know. I definitely feel like people would be more chill, but everybody don't smoke weed, yeah. so. Mm. Beyond that, it could probably help. Um, if they use hemp for like making clothes and like making plastics that are biodegradable, it could help like with pollution and everything. True that. I ain't even think that far, but facts, yeah. Yeah, just, I spoke about this stuff in the past a whole lot and everything like because it's like a lot of the reasons why weed is even like illegalized is more like racial bias and that's why they call it marijuana yeah because what the fuck is it even illegal for yeah and then alcohol is like freaking Worse. breaking <laughs> breaking homes down and everything yeah. alcoholism is ruining lives like weed is just like oh dang I'm hungry I'm sleepy mm-hmm. I'm horny I'm yeah. gonna get something to eat <laughs> like it's really just like that's it like, oh, I lost track of time or stuff like that. Like, it really just makes you. I don't even think people will even fight if they're all high in the same room. I feel like a lot of people also would. I feel like a lot of people, besides like the whole gun shit and all that, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't be getting pulled over or would be running from the cops. Because, you know, people be riding with weed in their car and. Uh, a cop pulled him over. They want to flee. You feel me? So I don't know. I feel like a whole bunch of stuff would be like better if we was legal. No cap. Yeah, no, seriously, man. And who knows? It could probably help people with their blood pressure and stuff, yeah. lower cholesterol and things of that nature. You know, help their appetite a little bit more. You know, I don't say it will help depression, but it, I mean, it could probably help depression, not mm-hmm. cure it, but definitely help it yeah. a little bit. Cause, you know, I feel like a depression really comes from like, you know, a lot of things. So, you know, going down in your gut and like, if you ain't got no appetite or nothing like that, I know maybe a lot of things might happen in the past. Yes. But it's like, you know, trying to process it, you know, it's a process and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah man it's just but anyway um, in transition from that because I know you pretty much uh, grew up on the west side and, and stuff of that nature um, what school did you go to on the west side again? No, I didn't see that's the thing I never went to no school in my area uh, so I went the elementary school I went to I went to Marist Park to traditional elementary school mm-hmm. I went to Carmel Middle School and Kennedy Middle School, and then I went to Olympic. Olympic. Oh, okay. Do you know him by the name of Tayshawn? Probably. I forgot, I forgot what his last name was. I just know he looks kind of like Don Cheadle. So it's like, that was, I know you went to Olympic for a little while, and then you went to the Army and everything. Um, I'm not sure. I really don't be knowing people by names for for. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like, I went to high school for him for a while. He went to like the Olympic right after freshman year, so I just I just thought, um, you know, maybe so it's like well, let's say Olympic. I know my uncle went to Olympic. He played basketball there and everything. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it was like that was years ago and everything. Oh. He went to basketball camp with Steph Curry. Damn. Yeah, I know. So it's just like it was just it's just weird. I mean, he's not really a ball player anymore, but it just it is what it is. I hope they get him on the podcast. I want to hear a whole lot of things about him. But when I was in middle school, though, I wasn't I wasn't living on the west side no more. I was staying on the south side. Oh, in the south side, uh, well, there you were talking about not the Ballantyne. Mm, yeah, where um the Alamal is. Um, yeah, over in that area. I hate it. Yeah, and I hate it. I wouldn't say hate it, but I, I just—I <laughs> hate it being I, out there. Like, really, why would y'all put me here? I really disliked it over there. I dislike it over there still to this day. So yeah, man, Southside, especially Ballantine area, it's called Ballantine Plantations. How you gonna leave your kid to go someplace like that and everything? And just be like, yeah, he's gonna have a good time. He's gonna yeah. get educated. That shit was fucking racist <laughs> like it wasn't even like racist racist like you know intentionally racist i feel like it was like racist where it's like the teachers just were just didn't know better mm-hmm. and then like the kids knew were kind of understood were kind of starting to understand what their privileges were and what they could get away with when i started going to schools on the south side i always felt like i had to fight for my life like Death. i had to fight to protect myself or you know how it be like when you the new the new kid at school and shit like that. And nobody knows you, so it's like they started backing you to a corner, started to put you in a box and everything. Once I put my hands on somebody, though, all that shit stopped. No shit, not for me, man. It was always something else. Like it was always some. Like me and this one dude got in the fight. We were cool because it's like I'm humble like that, so I mm-hmm. wouldn't care if like, I went to fight. But it's like it was like the other way around. You would never hear the end of it. Be like, oh, da 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 da. da this happens. And it was always so stupid and everything. And then like, on the top of that, people beefing with you and doing all sorts of stuff out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Don't do beef with me over four corners, bro. I don't even know what the hell is going on because I think I was out, and it's like he started, and then he started copying me because he got out. And then, like, he told me to sit down. It's like, nigga, you, ain't you out, too, and everything? It's like, yeah. you know, I don't know, man. Going to school with, like, those white, like, privileged kids, bro, that was a trip, man. Because it was like, it, they always had this, this sense of superiority over you. See, the, the white school is Parkville Middle School. I think that is a white school. See, when I went there, I didn't have no problems. I actually had a white best friend. She was she was cool as fuck, though. Yeah, that'd be so cool. When I went to Kennedy Middle School on the south side, that's a black school when i got there it was just like damn like why do all these people hate me like what the fuck damn people were hating at you at the black school yes i literally fought about six people there to to just you feel me because i had to protect myself it was really like that i don't know why but i don't know but once once i made my mark i made my mark I'm trying to figure out what they will fight you for. I mean, you've been, you've been pretty chill here. I'm saying like, damn, people punching in your face and everything. Like, oh, what's up? What's up with Aquarius? Why are people hating on us? We're like the chillest one on the spectrum. They, they, I don't know. They probably want to be chill like us. I don't know. Like people be fucking with our vibe, like, and want to just throw it off. I don't know. I really don't know what the issue be. I don't be doing shit to nobody. Like no, I could, walk, I could walk in a room. You feel me? And. It'll be a group of people over there hating, but they don't know me from a can of paint. They just see me walking the door. Uh-huh. That's really how that should be. Really, man. It'd be so crazy, bro. Like, it's just like people be hating on you for literally no Nothing. reason. Because like, it'd be hard to relate. I'd be thinking people just fucking with you. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, ain't no way from like, the very- I be, And I just be like, damn, like, I'm actually a cool ass motherfucker. Like, you don't even want to take the time to get to know me, but you just want to be over there hating. I don't understand. Oh, that's just, it's so strange. But that's just so strange. You can't give your energy to everybody because them be the type of people to throw your energy off. Yeah, man. You got to be really selective with who you invest your time in and who you invest your energy in. Because that will carry you a lot further than just connecting with everybody Mm -hmm. because then they'll have that impression like they know you and they really don't know you. And that's where the frustration starts. Like, um, excuse me, like what? And everything. Like they say, they be like creating characters off you and everything. Like I don't know. Maybe some people say like you're some kind of Tyler Perry villain. Like, damn bitch, what I do? I put nobody out of the house or nothing. Right. I'm so chill. But it's just like I don't know. I don't. I be looking at figures like J Cole, and I be like, you know, he's an Aquarius also, and Bob Marley was an Aquarius. Like it's like I can't imagine why anybody want to be with other people. Right. So it's like, I'm not saying I'm the same type of person or whatever, but I swear we got that same type of vibe like the Aquarius, where it's just like you know, mm-hmm. like you really can't have it. It's issue. just that vibe, like I don't know. 
If you ain't got it, you just don't got it. I don't know. <laughs> the it factor. <laughs> the it factor. Yeah. The it vibe or whatever and stuff of that nature. Do you plan to live in Charlotte for the rest of your life? No. You trying I to move out? Don't. You I don't want to. See, I, I had points where I wanted to move to Atlanta, where I wanted to move to Florida, where I wanted to move to Houston. Yeah, I swear, Houston been popping lately. There's so many people talk about, oh, I want to go to Houston. I'm like, why? Like, because it's popping out there. It's like, there's a bunch of everything. Yeah. Is that what it is for you? You just want to be out there? Because like this, what's your reason for going to go to Houston? In your own I don't know. I, I I feel like I've heard some things. They got a few problems with the gay community. Mm. And, you know, I like females. So I, I don't really think that. Like predominantly females or not? Is that just it's no change? I would say for me to, I've messed with, with guys in the past, mm-hmm. but for me to actually mess with another guy, like for real, for real, on all seriousness, because I haven't messed with a dude in like four years, but mm. I don't know. It would have to be, they would have to be the right one I'm talking about. Ain't nobody perfect, but I'm perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't know. It just kind of bounce off your vibe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can feel that. I can feel that and everything. But it's like at the same time, that's like what you predominantly like mm-hmm. is like females anyway. Yes. But as far I don't know where I would want to live. Like, I feel like I'll have to go somewhere in in the city. It's just like just pulling me there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You should probably consider like maybe D.C. D.C. is pretty uh, open minded when it comes to a lot of those things. Like I know mm-hmm. the, people be smoking weed in the sidewalk. But I also would want to be somewhere where it's like fashion, you know. I don't know. I think they got that going for DC also. Really? I mean, it's pretty... I mean, if they got an HBCU smack dab in the middle, I mean, they should, they should be up on the times to some degree and everything. I know you're interested in music and fashion yeah. and stuff of that nature. Um, yeah, you should consider, like, you know, uh, consider maybe DC. You know, it's just the only thing is DC is, like, so expensive. So you really got to know people, like, you know, just chill over there and everything. So it's like, you know, I'm obviously be chilling with my pops and everything because he yeah. lives in Northern Virginia. And whatnot, and it's just like, um, like literally, he works at the hospital at Howard University. So it's just like, you know, like there's just that's gonna be my main connector right there. So it's just like, you know, plus I'll probably just be on a vet right, just pretty much club hopping or whatever, and I'll just yeah. get connected with that. But I, I feel like you would mess with the vibe in DC. Like, for, I say wherever this journey take me, it take me, cause I plan on going real big with this clothing thing, you know. Um, I don't plan on working for nobody for the rest of my life. So yeah, I can't see that. Either. I'm thinking this is maybe like a step in the right direction and everything. Like maybe go corporate for a little bit, but it's just like you know, like I don't want to be like up under somebody. Like I went to the business school, so I can go to the business for myself yeah. eventually one day. I want to have a one stop shop. One stop shop? Though you're thinking that's mm-hmm. what you're gonna be uh, doing. Do you want to like expand from that, or you just want just one shop and that's it? Not like a one-stop shop, like basically where it's like, I want to have where I can do my clothes in there, where people can take photo shoots, where people can go into a studio, make music, a dance studio up in there, like that type of one-stop shop where you can just stop and do everything that you need to do up in there. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I I could definitely see you. Uh, doing something like that for sure and everything. Um, you yeah, ever heard of something called um uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, the camp and trip, not camping trip, camp and trip. It's like a festival in Atlanta, where it's like you know they be they be they be camping and tripping. They be just like on shrooms and stuff like that. They be having like. I never heard of that. Never heard of that. Mm-hmm. I'll probably send you the info and everything. Like it should be definitely something you could consider and everything. Oh, yeah. you know, definitely, definitely want to get. Send me that. Definitely want to get linked in with ATL and everything because they do it out there. So it's just like, you know, I'm thinking about doing it maybe next year, depending on where I'm at with it and everything. Because I definitely want to knock off shrooms off my bucket list and everything. Yeah, just make sure you do it with um, a good group of people or person, you know. Don't do it with nobody who got bad energy or you feel me that's pissing you off trying to make you argue with them. Don't do it with that, that type of person or Dang. people. And how many times have you done shrooms? Twice with the same person, and it was horrible both both times. Damn, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Because that'd be one of my main things. Because like, I, I smoke weed with people that are just, I've been high around people that are just, I had no business being high around. And it's like, it's like, it's, it kind of screwed up weed for me for a while where I can just go months to eat, like, 
without even smoking weed. Even when I do, it's like, oh, I'm sad. You think back about those moments and everything. So I don't want the same thing with like shrooms and everything where it just like it fucks me up. And everything to the point where I just I just can't. I just want to have like a good experience. When you like, do it, just make sure like. Like I'll take a piece of chocolate or something. Like shroom chocolate. <laughs> just make sure you're you in a good mind state for real, for real. Yeah, that's like the thing. that too. Like, I'm trying to work to get to that mindset. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like I don't know. I feel like maybe once I get my own apartment, stuff like that, really, you know, maybe get a new car. I know those are like material things, but it's just like you know, when I generally feel like everything's going like the way how I prefer yeah. it to go, then maybe I could consider like going that direction. Yeah. Or why not? But it's mm-hmm. like, and make sure you got again good people around you. Or whoever, if you do it with people or person, just make sure they they got good energy because, what I tell you, it's not good to do shrooms with somebody who just got that negative just energy. On demon time. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, we're on angel o'clock. No demon time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, right, we're, we're pretty much passing through the owl threshold of the mental threat. Talk. That was like... Crazy how time went by so fast. No fear, fear. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, that's um, before we go off. And do you have any final words to let the audience know before we bounce? Um, I just want to say, mind your own business. Definitely. Follow your own dreams. Don't be following behind nobody out here because you don't even know the intentions of life. So I don't know. Just be your own person. Vibe out. You know, do your thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yep, and yeah, <laughs> that's it from Miss Kiara Danielle. <laughs> that's it for the Mental Threats Podcast, episode 120. I appreciate you for hopping on. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. That's it. We sewing in, and then we're sewing out. Ooh.